0: Hello, everybody, and we're finally back. Are it, we? Are we back? No, we're back, yes. I, I'm okay. calling it now. We're okay. back. We're, we're, unfortunately, by the the tennis gods, our podcast was too good. Well, the problem, I think the problem was actually, like, I was
1: struck down, you know, with mm-hmm. illness, because I needed to watch these matches. I know. And I couldn't so... waste time yes. doing a podcast
0: waste time doing a podcast no the tennis gods you had to watch them
1: so we could do an even better podcast when i
0: recovered i know the the comeback podcast which is right now is going to be we have so many things to talk about
1: but i know can, can we even talk about all of them no there might
0: be too many it's impossible because we missed so many days but my theory is is that the tennis gods we were we were hyping our podcast up so much um because it is the best podcast in the universe okay that the tennis gods looked at our podcast and said, "This is too good. We cannot allow them to pump out this much content in that short amount of time. The people won't be able to handle it." Well, they shouldn't have created the sport then. They, but they don't tolerate blasphemy. That's what you're saying. I know. Look at the
1: graphics that they have on here.
0: The new. Uh, so we're, we have the Delpo George match on now. Why could could we not have it on? Of Is course. There any way, um, I'm waiting for the tears, but we we aren't in the fifth set yet. we're yeah. in the fifth set yet. But um, no. So Tad, uh, he got sick. Um, you were sick for like three, four days. You were yeah. pretty ill. Uh, how are you feeling? I feel I feel great now. Yeah.
1: I I I do the same thing every year. I have a whole routine, and I have it down pretty pretty good. Yeah, I get really really sick as soon as school starts. Classes start. Yeah, and then hopefully I don't get sick for the rest of the year. And I say, hopefully, that's part of the routine. Like, yeah. I usually do. Mm-hmm. But it always happens early. Yeah. So. so
0: I'm glad it happened early. It was unfortunate it was during the um, the US Open podcast. Um, but, but we have the most exciting week is coming up. We're going to get every day of that. And um, we're not going to miss that because that's the, the most, most exciting,
1: exciting week. week. Tomorrow might not be the most exciting day.
0: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a very quick little preview of that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... And then um, we're going to talk about all the matches that we can Um, because there's so many. We're going to try and keep this pretty short and sweet to recap what we can and just kind of we'll go off the rails a little bit as usual. And then um, again, we're just going to we're prepping mainly for week two, which, as you guys know, uh, that is when all the big matches come together. We're getting a really nice big early match, hopefully with Novak and Fed. Novak um, and Fed, that would be on um, Wednesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that would that be, would incredible be oh and incredibly early. Um, but also, we tried to record yesterday, and we had everything set up, and yeah. I had my headphones plugged in. Tad tried to speak, and my XLR, is it's an XLR cable, isn't it? Yeah. It died on me. And I did not have my extra because um, uh, the tennis gods decided that I should make a mistake. Yes. And generally- they decided
1: to strike me down with an- illness
0: and yep. that lucas should make a minor mistake mm-hmm. and generally i carry it with me but we Fair have gods yeah we have you on the xlr cable now a new one so the audio should be absolutely p- 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 pristine and today let's get right into it so man there was some crazy matches this week yeah there were there, oh my gosh like
1: what what do we start with do we start with Stan getting knocked out, do we start with Nick's match yesterday with that highlight reel shot that everyone has seen in the world? I'm sure everyone in the world has everybody seen has have. seen
0: I've had people at work Ten times so I work today, and um I had people at work that don't really watch tennis asking me about that shot. I've had so many people ask me if that shot is legal, and it was quite obviously legal if you watched the uh yeah the replay
1: <laughs> it obviously a legal shot. I think that those kinds of shots. Are actually this is going to be maybe a little bit controversial. We'll, we'll, let's
0: describe you describe the shot that okay. we're talking about because you know so, the terminology. All right, so uh, Federer was playing Kyrgios. Um They're having a pretty good point. Curios uh, dropped shot it drop shot it drop volleyed fed and angled him off the court off um, the court. Um, to yeah, so the, uh, away from the umpire's chair. And so if you've seen Arthur Ashe, the court is absolutely massive. Um, so Fed was about. I want to say 5 6 feet wide of the net post. Um, he was to the right of the net post if you're watching um, if you're watching court. And um, he was almost probably like 4 or 5 feet um, in length towards the net. So the net was probably 4 or 5 feet away from him, yeah. but he was but he there's no net in front of him because he's about 6 he's to eight of feet net. off. He's yeah. he's wide of the net. Yeah. Now the ball almost dropped and hit the ground and he um all he had to do was dink it over, and it goes around the net, and um, it lands in the court. Um, Clear it's, in the court. Yeah. Feet within the court. Yeah. There it, there was no um, discrepancy as to whether or not it landed close no in No one the court, was going to call like Hawkeye that. on it. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Um, it's just it was incredible because he went around the net post in such ridiculous fashion, and Nick had, had such a good shot that um, it was surprising that he got it, and it was incredible. He
1: left uh, Nick slack-jawed. This is what my... Um my only gripe. real it's yeah, it's a gripe. It's like just basically a little disagreement, point of debate, something we can talk about. Okay. Is it
0: really that incredible of a shot? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. So people
1: people are always, wow, that's the shot of the tournament. But yeah. like really the shot of a tournament is
0: gonna be like a running you know, when down the line, shot. passing yeah. shot, right? The, like, the reason it is being called the shot of the tournament is, um, because it is so rare to see yeah. something like that. And I'm not taking away from the shot; it's an incredible shot. Um, the situation is just so rare, though. All the players, um, all the players would have done the exact same thing, in that and they would have probably got it too. Yes. it wasn't the it wasn't difficult. It, it wasn't, wasn't difficult. the
1: craziest thing to hit. It, actually. Um, Nick's Nick's like I guess it was like a wide angled, it was a it was a sharp angled drop shot that yeah. bounced way too high, mm-hmm. set him up for it. Yeah. It wasn't something that a lot of other players wouldn't have seen. Like the obviously, Federer was
0: amazing. The most difficult part about the shot, um, which most people probably would not be able to do, is is actually getting there. The running, yeah, um, is running there, and also it does require some sort of anticipation to be able to. uh Um, where where Nick is going, and then in the moment, too, um, as you're hitting the shot, it does require a lot of, not a lot of thought, but you understand that that's the only thing you can do. Um, But I would say that pretty much, I would say, like I would be pretty bold, say like probably 75% of players uh, on the tour, so I'm talking about professional tennis players, would have done the same thing and probably have gotten the shot. Um, it, It wasn't very difficult. It was more getting there. And the reason it's so incredible again is because it's so rare. Um, remember when Fed hit the tweener on Novak? Yeah, it, that was, wasn't that was more incredible, in my opinion. Um, first off, I believe that was more incredible. But now you see that from people all the time, and we're not really talking about those as the shots of the tournament. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: we're not. We're, we're, we're people are talking about this like, it, oh wow, it's the shot of the tournament. I guess it's also the context. You know, the the situation yep. around mm-hmm. it. Oh, like it's nick and roger playing a match yeah. and then nick's reaction to it and everything yeah but nick overreacts to everything he, absolutely he, everything he makes a big deal out of stuff that like mm-hmm. i don't know it was it was a really entertaining actually that was that was the it was in the uh if anybody wants to look it up it was in the seventh game of the third set mm-hmm. what a memory what yeah a memory. and uh that was a that was the best game of the set that's why i remember it yeah okay Mm-hmm. so that that was if you want to watch any game from that match that's mm-hmm. the one to watch uh short preview here it wasn't yep. the
0: greatest match it was not a very good match um nick it wasn't very focused it seemed um i don't know if he i don't know he got broken very late in the first set and then it maybe just some sort of lapse in focus and then federer just he he looks stellar, as he does, in the early rounds, and he doesn't let up on opportunities. And he was able... It was relatively easy. It was not the match that we wanted from that.
1: No, um, people wanted to see something that... Would go like their matches have gone in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every set goes to a tiebreak. Every one, mm-hmm. except for like you
0: know, eight out of nine of the last sets they played, mm-hmm. which is all the sets they've ever played, have gone to tiebreaks. Yeah, and people wanted to see that. And it might just be that uh, it, it might have just been an overestimation of how curious was this tournament. Um, th- this will be a good segue eventually, but since we're talking about Nick now, oh, uh, be- into yeah, the other Nick controversy, the other controversy, yeah. which is a much bigger con- which is a pretty big controversy in my mind. Um, yeah, I know you have a couple different thoughts on it. That'll be yeah. interesting to talk about. But, but let's... first, um, I don't think... <sighs> we haven't really seen Nick play on this stage really that much against these big players, because it, it's much different at the Grand Slams. I think he's... Uh, it, maybe once or twice before, has he played like a top-ranked player at, a, at an Open, I believe? Um, m- I might be totally wrong on that. I'm, I'm just pulling this from memory. But I don't have really any matches that stick out from... Any of the majors where um, he's playing like a top ranked player, where he's actually getting even as even as far as he's
1: getting now. I think he's gotten this far a couple times, but maybe Mm -hmm. he's had he hasn't. This might have this might be his first. I don't want to say anything that's completely wrong, so I would like to look it up. Completely wrong, but I I think this is like the first time he's met. This is definitely the first time he's met Federer in uh, best best of five.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it's just. You can really see it was um it was a much different it just dynamic uh, going into a five set match at a grand slam uh it, it, the top players just don't seem to make these mistakes. Um, they make less mistakes and they're they're more on point. Uh they know what's on the line and they get past that first round. So everyone's looking to get past the first round obviously, uh get the kinks out of the game. And then they just start rolling. That's why they have all of these Semi-finals in a row, all these. Th- that's why they're the best players that have ever played the game. Yeah, they don't. Uh, the Rafa's, the Novaks, the, the Roger. Well, there's only one of each of them, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Rafa, the Ra- Novak, Roger, um, Andy when he's healthy, Andy there's when a- he's
1: healthy. Mm-hmm. Juan Martin when he's healthy
0: Juan recently has been doing much better at the majors um, and now that he's healthy and it's a shame that we're never going to see what he was able to do when he was injured but he's he's not that old Um, I think he's a little bit younger than Rafa and Novak if I
1: he is he's I think he's 29
0: yeah so I mean he's still I think athletic primes are getting later um, just because I think with all of the technology about health, fitness, and nutrition these days, I think we're going to start seeing players play longer, play smart, train smarter and play longer, um, like Fed. And I think you'll see Novak for a long time. And I, I think that Rafa has adjusted a lot of his things. So I think we'll see him, them for, I think we're going to see all these guys for a while too. And also I don't think they're going to go away if they keep winning. No, you, they'll. Mm, sorry about that noise yeah. in here, but there's little we
1: can do about it. Yeah, he is 29. Yeah, they, they're they're gonna. I, I don't know. I mean, Roger. I don't think I'm not gonna make a big call right now, but I yeah. don't think he's going to retire before he's 40. I would probably say when he's 40, he's going to retire. I think he's going to do. There. I think he's going to do this. Um, I'm one of those people who thinks he's going to play and try and win an Olympic gold. Yeah, I can see that, and that lines up with that big Uniqlo contract that he just signed too. Mm -hmm. He's the Uniqlo brand ambassador. There's Tokyo Olympics coming up, and Uniqlo is a Japanese company. Wow,
0: so a lot of stars aligned for that. Um, I think I'm pretty sure that that's that's what's going on. He will get a very big deal. He did. He got a
1: three hundred million dollar
0: deal. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, even when the Olympics roll around, he's going to get so much money right around there. Oh, of course, and yeah. just the sponsorships are going to shoot through the roof. He's he's the most he's the most famous tennis player of yeah. all time. The twenty twenty um, Olympics are in Tokyo. Yeah. yeah, so that's incredible. I didn't realize that. Thank you for informing me. Um, but let's get to the. Uh, c- uh, Let's get to the controversy of the tournament with Nick because it's the Nick controversy. Um, so
1: we were talking about this match that Nick played. There was an underwhelming match with Roger, where mm-hmm. in that one game, the game that I mentioned, seventh game of the third set, at three three all three games all, Nick played a really, really good yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And he He almost he,
0: broke he, near the end of the match, he too, also, I believe.
1: He also almost broke, but it was in that game where he looked like He's a, like a really amazing player. Is the yep. first mm-hmm. game that he actually looked like he, you know, was at, in What contention. people all say, they're like, "Wow, yeah. he, this guy has got more talent than Rod, more natural born talent than Roger." Where he was having a lot of fun. Yeah, and it, it all mm-hmm. started with that shot that you described. But that that was that's a thing. Like earlier, earlier in the tournament, in his match against uh, Pierre Herbert, he.
0: It for those do you want to describe what happened first? Yeah. For, um,
1: I'll describe what happened.
0: Because this actually got by me. I didn't realize it until I had uh, I heard a weird article on it like a couple days later. Um because I've been in classes and stuff. So yeah. like, obviously I can't watch every match and um I've been working too. Um I've been following all the score lines and watching the matches I can, but describe what happened. I
1: will. I um, I will describe I will describe it. I'll describe it fairly and, and impartially. Vividly. vividly. <laughs> So Muhammad Lahani mm-hmm. is my favorite umpire. I actually and really like him as an umpire. No, he. I'm I'm just starting off. Like I'm going to be so impartial. <laughs> I'm gonna, so, I am to I am going to be so
0: impartial. He's so, the best okay. umpire that has ever umpired any tennis match ever or any match mm-hmm. of any sport. No, of any sport. He, he's <laughs> he's um, flamboyant. He's not. Uh, what is it? He's eccentric a bit. A, l- a
1: little bit eccentric compared to other umpires, and that he yeah. goes over. He oversteps his place sometimes mm-hmm. minorly for the sake of the game and for the sake of the spectacle. Yeah. I'm um, stop stepping on your toes. And let you finish now. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was Nick lost the first set. I think he lost the first set six, four and he didn't play very well in that mm-hmm. set. Right, well, he lost the first set four, six cause he ended up winning. He didn't play very well. He was down love three in the yep. second
0: set mm-hmm. and on it on the changeover at uh, three games. It, just to fill in real quick, it, the reason that this kind of has some prevalence is because it, it appeared he was tanking. Yeah, he was a, playing.
1: He was playing bad. He he yeah. wasn't he wasn't playing well at all. He's walking around and moping on the court, and he kept on complaining about the temperature. Mm-hmm. And and then Muhammad, um, when he was doing that, audience members started leaving. Like the audience really did start to clear out. Mm-hmm. And on the changeover at three games, Muhammad, the umpire, came down from the chair and basically said, "Like, look, you." You gotta play better. This is yeah. really bad. This is a bad look. I think that's what he said. That's what Nick remembered him saying. This is a bad yeah. look, mm-hmm. and which I think that's if you want to get to Nick, that's what you say. You say yeah. this is a bad look. Mm-hmm. Play to his vanity. Nick ended up winning seven. I think he won seven five six six four six zero. Oh. He mm-hmm. totally just came back and and I believe
0: the he, match. He is a better player, which is one thing I want to preface this with before we discuss. Before we what say, I, yeah. but. But, um, the issue, there is some issues here. Um, I personally, um, I think that there's a lot of things that went wrong here. Um, I don't think Muhammad's intention, uh, from what I can tell, uh, I, again I'm not him. Um I wasn't there. This is all from seeing it. Um I don't think his intention was to make it appear as if he was coaching Nick. Um and some of the language he used is what got him in trouble cuz the the tournament took him off the uh the singles matches. Put him on doubles. Yeah, he's on doubles now. Yeah. So when he came down there was uh he said I want to help you. Um and that might be some sort of language not a language barrier. Um I don't think that he is. He has a. I don't think he has a dog in the fight. Um, it's not. I don't think he's like rooting for Nick or anything like that. Um, it's just his language was. Well, let's suspect. He. It's not a language barrier. He's. Oh, that's right. He's. He, he does, he's yeah. like. He's from Sweden, and he's. Okay, never mind. Fluent then. in English. Okay,
1: he knows. He's probably fluent in Arabic too. He's mm-hmm. definitely fluent in Swedish, obviously. The then I rescind I rescind him. my language barrier comment after <laughs> That's being, not
0: an excuse. Being put in my lane being put in my lane by Tad. And and personally I think that
1: he he also it was a little bit partial to Nick. He he Oh, I think
0: the action was very partial to Nick. Yeah. Um,
1: he he even he even said, "I think to Nick, I like you as a player, or something like Did that." Did he? Then yeah. I didn't
0: see that. I all I remember very clearly reading. Or, he said, "I want to help you," or he said, "You're a
1: great player," or something, yeah. something
0: like that. Where mm-hmm. he he made his impartiality pretty clear. Okay, but yeah. and I think his intention though was to was to um because what you see against with Nick a lot is that people are very negative towards him when this happens. I think his intention was probably to be more positive towards him and say, "Look, I, I we need you to play." Um, yeah, you, you can't perform this way. You're a professional player. Um, but instead of giving him penalties or and he, you get fined if you do this, um, th- it's it's not a good look. It's a product and people aren't going to watch it um, again. I again, I don't think it was his intention, but again, some of the wording he used and it, it seemed as if he was it was it was almost like a coaching session mentally for Nick. And again, he came out and won. I think it did have an effect. Um, and, but I do think that the U S open is partially at fault here too. Um, this is something that I haven't heard people talk about and I read in the article, I don't know how true this is. Um, but I could totally believe this. Um, I think the tournament, um, may have, so the umpires have phones um, yeah. and they're in contact with yeah, the, tournaments. Yeah. the tournament. I believe said, uh, you might have to say something to him if he continues to play this way. Um. So I believe there may have been a chance that the tournament told him, you, you have to talk to him and tell him that he can't do this uh, be, or he'll get fined. But they're, they're not
1: going to... Uh, obviously, like, the way that the US Open seems like it works is there's people in charge that are in loose contact with the umpires. Yep. And the umpires pretty much run it. Yeah. It's like... Mm-hmm. Which is, you know... There's nothing really wrong with that. The umpires—they're all professionals. They really should. They really should be. Running. They work. Yeah, and they really mm-hmm. should be. And like obviously scheduling is a different matter, but mm-hmm. it seems like when the matches go on, the, the umpires aren't really like they're—they're they're in control. Yeah, and there—the U.S. Open is not going to take you know, ownership for, or responsibility for what oh, no, no, Muhammad no. said, but, but mm-hmm. so they're not going to
0: come out and be like, Oh, well we told him to talk to him. I'm not saying they should, I'm not saying they should, but I think uh, everyone should, they, they should make their own conclusions but of, of it, but on it. Obviously, if they hadn't said anything to him, yeah. I think that they probably would have taken him out because it's
1: not like they can't replace him as an umpire. And when there's yeah. any kind of controversy at all like
0: that. Yeah. it It almost, it, it does. It helps the tournament. It's a better look yeah. for the tournament to just do something that way. Um, rather yeah, than they, leaf they him on,
1: they basically did something yeah.
0: smaller. They they were like, "Oh, do do doubles
1: matches," doubles. which is ridiculous. I want to see him. I want to see him
0: um, umpire the final. I totally he usually does. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, yeah. So he has, and that's the thing too. He has so many credentials. Um, and it, it it was it seemed like this odd, weird misplay where um he just it was weird that he got out of the chair. And then the conversation just was a little bit weird. Um, Overall, it was just an odd situation. I didn't really know what to make of it. Um, I thought it was... uh, Federer made a good, uh, I think, quote on it. He said, I think it's inappropriate. I don't think it's his place um, to say the things that he said. And that's kind of my position on it because... um, And Herbert was was very frustrated. It seemed like he uh, initially wasn't as frustrated. And then the more he thought about it, he released a statement later on. I think there was like three phases to his uh his reaction to this afterwards but um i I mean i would be extremely frustrated if i was the other player because he had this opportunity i that's what i've heard people say like oh well i had this opportunity to beat nick when he's tanking Mm. but yeah so we'll never know um so in the future i hope we don't see that um it was just it was for me personally i uh, i i wasn't really okay with it um i think that it influenced nick's performance in the
1: roger match um I think that that's one of the reasons why he played as badly as he did. I don't think that he likes negative attention around those kinds of things at all around his coach, like, you know, whether or not he's been coached or, Mm -hmm. or was was he, did he do something that people didn't like? And was there something, excuse me, that wasn't (laughs) me, but um, (laughs) good um, response though. That was, yeah, (laughs) you're excused, I guess. Mm -hmm. No, that was a, that was a, I think the 126 bus riding down to Philly.
0: you have a too good of a memory.
1: yeah, I don't know <laughs> it's something like, it's something like that yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: but you no know, Nick Nick played really badly in
1: that Federer match mm-hmm. and, and that s- kind of scandal was unrolling yeah. well
0: that I think he'd rather be like in control of the narrative somewhat, even if he's being self-destructive. You know what I mean? Um, like we don't know Nick, obviously, but if he's going around being the bad boy, um, self destructing himself on court and matches and everything like that, I think he'd rather that type kind of be the narrative rather than oh he won because he was coached by the umpire
1: or people are telling him what to do. Yeah, and he's um, obviously
0: not someone who wants to look like people are telling him what to do. Oh, obviously not. He's um he wants to be a very he he wants to be the most alpha. And, yeah, um, but he wasn't, was we, he? So no, he wasn't. It was a very uh, the way he acted against Federer was very beta. Um, we have a we're not going to do all the alphas of the day because we missed so many days and it's hard to recount um, these last. Uh, let's talk about the matches that were today. Um, do you want to talk about today, or do you want to talk about some of our picks for people who would make deep runs? Make deep runs. Um, actually, I want to go. I want to talk about the fir- the second round Novak match. The second round Novak match. Against yes. Fus- Fuskiewicz? Yes. Um That is a match that sticks out in my mind. Um, I think that really showed what the players are going through this tournament with the heat wave that came. Yeah, um, Novak struggled extremely hard in the heat, it seemed. Uh, from what I was hearing from the commentary, because I was also listening to it on the radio, um, it seemed like he was struggling in the first two sets, I believe. And then the third and fourth, um, they implemented the 10-minute break. And then he came out and started to roll. Um, yeah. I liked what one of the commentators said. They asked him, uh, do you still think Novak can, uh, or they asked, um, what do you think of Novak's performance today? And they said, I don't think he played that well. I still think he's going to win the tournament. <laughs> and the other commentator said, really? You really think so? After his performance, day, he said, no, I, I think he will. Um, I think it's just like a second round match. Just getting it together. Yeah. It was a hard, tough day. Um, but that was a really good match. If you guys want to go back and watch really high quality, um, Not necessarily the highest quality from Novak, but very steady quality, and just the physicality of the match was insane and an entertaining,
1: an entertaining match. Yeah, Um, because you know they engaged in rallies. Yeah, it wasn't like serve and Mm -hmm. serve and forehand like the um. The first the, strike working. Yeah.
0: When first strike works, it's the most boring thing mm-hmm. to watch. It it it's extremely boring to watch. Uh also that leads us real quick. Um, we'll breathe while we're at this point here, we might as well just breeze over the most boring match ever. Um John Isner versus Milos Raonic. That was
1: today. And mm-hmm. Isner won, which is good for my bracket, but it's you know, debatable. What effect that will have on the tournament in the long run? If there is a final between, like, if it ends up being a final between, I guess Isner is on he's Iwan bl- side, yes, or because he Rafa's played today. Side, if it Rafa ends up being Juan like son. a final between Isner and Djokovic, that would be pretty
0: disappointing. That would be very disappointing. Um, we would be handing the trophy to Novak. Yeah, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't. So I was listening to some of the commentary in that match today. Uh, they were saying isner has the best serve in tennis history ever. Um, which you could make an argument for, I think, but I think that when you see him perform against like really high level returners and high level players, um like Novak, yeah. uh, Fed is a very underrated returner. Um, yeah, I don't know if Fed's underrated as a returner.
1: People people are always talking about how he he's the one you mentioned yesterday how people are starting to take this Take return, take seconds serve returns as mm-hmm. approach
0: shots. Yep. and Fed started that. Yeah, totally mm-hmm. started that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So he's he might be underrated in my mind because in my mind he's somewhat overshadowed by the greatest. We have some of the two greatest returners in yeah, history: Rafa, Novak, um, and Murray's a very good returner. Murray, too. Yep. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. his ability. Murray's not a very aggressive returner, but his ability to put the ball in play and get the point started is, is almost second to none. And then you have Novak. All these guys are so good at everything. Um, Fed is, um, he has to do a little bit more with his returns because of the one-hander. Yeah. But but you see a lot of variety with him. And when you see, it's hard to tell whether or not that's they're just such better players than Isner. Um, Again, all these guys can play with each other, but are are they just on another level and they're able to return his serve and find out his patterns? Or is he actually... Yeah, they can take it apart. Yeah.
1: But I think that... That when they say, well, Isner's got the best... Isner's got, you know, John McEnroe. Isner's got the best serve in tennis. It's... It's not... They're talking about that, like, you know, his kick serve kicks up to be, like, eight Mm -hmm. feet high. Oh, yeah. That's what that's more talking about. Mm -hmm. And you gotta, you know, if you stand too far back, it's gonna go over your head. And if you don't stand close enough, it's Mm -hmm. gonna, you know, fly right by you. So... That's what they mean. They don't mean like he's got the best... He might have the best record even, but they don't mean he's going to win the most matches because he's got the greatest serve ever. He just Mm -hmm. has like the most perfect... A serve that he can hit this ridiculous serve that no one else could ever hit. Like Sampras couldn't... Everybody's always talking about how legendary Sampras's serves are.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. So I might be kind of misreading that.
1: Yeah, it's not like his service Mm -hmm. game is the best ever, but he does... You know he completely is a player dependent on his serve. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. more or less what they mean. Like yeah. no one's ever been. It's not like anybody's him talking and about. Carlevic
0: are the most dependent players on their serve ever. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. but it, and then Roger actually has like you know, I think he's like it's either like him erotic the 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 third highest serve ace percentage
0: mm-hmm. and in my opinion I think in my mind I think Roger's the best server to ever play the game because he's uh, so accurate I think and he's it's, I think it's accuracy. Because uh, when you're that accurate, it allows you to do everything else that much easier. Yeah. Um, and you just see his service games go so quick and everything like that. But it, it, again... Yeah, he's so fast. I don't, also because I might be a little bit wrong and I misread the situation, but I also don't want to stick here and talk about the isner roundage match. Oh, exactly. Forever. Sorry. No, no, no. That's that's my fault for bringing Nadal, it up. Mm-hmm, that was
1: Nadal. another one we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Was
0: that the... Um, he ha- w- Did he... He lost four the third set. M- yeah, did he had a four set four set match? The he lost. He had a four set match against Kachanov. Yeah, Rafa is having a um, he's having a pretty difficult run, um, and it's these players are playing so well against him. Yeah, um, the Kachanov match, if you guys didn't see it, was incredible. He was playing so well, um, and it was a very exciting match too. Uh, we got to see Rafa in his. Um, I love the U.S. Open commercials where you see Rafa exploding and um, getting extremely hyped up after winning a point. It was so exciting to see that, Um, which was awesome. So if you guys, that's another highlight match that was great to see. Um, And then we had, I actually, um, we should probably talk about this, but I actually went to the Open on Thursday. Yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, so, um, which was my first time going to... uh, A day, a day, or uh, where there was matches going. Um, I've always been up to practice days. Um, I've been up once to a match day before when I was uh, like ten years ago or something, and I was in the nosebleeds and ash. I don't Mm -hmm. even remember it really. Yeah. Um. I remember like hiding in the bushes and stuff. But this is my first day going. It was incredible. I learned so much. Um. It was a. It was a very life changing experience for my tennis aspect because I'm such a fan and I play tennis. I learned so much. I got like front row seats to see Monfils versus um, Nishikori. Um yeah. I got to see Nicholas Mahut versus um, Alexander Zverev. Um, I saw I saw Hyung Chung. I think is it Hyung?
1: Yeah, Hyung Chung Hyung
0: Hyung. Chung who is um Some I, people say Young Chun. Young Chan. But it's I think it's Hyung Chung. Hyung Chung. Um I was very impressed by him. He was probably the player I was most impressed by. Um, because I didn't it's know as So Calves. I, and those quads. He, um, he. Uh, the person behind me said he looks like Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If, do you know who Saquon Barkley is? No, I have no idea. He is, uh, I believe, uh, he plays football. I forget what position he plays. He might be a running back or something. Um, okay. But his legs are absolutely, is he, he might I think he's dating someone pretty famous. Um, I forget, but his legs are absolutely huge. Yeah, I don't um, think that
1: Hyun Chung's dating anyone. I don't know where you get in the news. No, no, Saquon Barkley. (laughs) Saquon Barkley. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but um, no, his legs are almost as big as me.
1: Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. the the the, yeah Hyun Chung is Mm -hmm. like he's got he's really bulky. Yep, and then uh, a bunch of these players you see, they're just like. Like, you know, however, he's always like, oh, wow, look at a doll. He's bursting out of his, he's bursting out of his cutoffs, yeah. you know, but like, uh, like Andy and Hyun, their, their legs are like twice the weight of their upper, the upper body. It's
0: insane. Uh, Burditch is like the prime example who we haven't seen for a very long time. Yeah. Um, But uh, he played Mikhail Kukushkin and even though he lost, I was very impressed by, uh, he, he's 20, I think. Yeah, he's pretty young. He looks like he's 25 in person. He is a man. Yeah, he is a definitely. man. He's big. He's a big guy. He's a he's a big boy. And yeah. um he's extremely athletic. He's a very good player. Um he definitely I became a fan for sure. Um I got to see He's Ma- a he's a he's a people always say
1: and I think that actually the first person to draw the comparison was Chung himself, that he's got like a a proto Novak game. He he bases yeah. his game off of Novak. Mm-hmm. A lot of he's very flexible. Mm-hmm. um even though he's he's a lot bigger he's built a lot bigger he's than Novak he's much bigger is, than Novak but he's super flexible and he does a lot of splits and he he stretches and he's got a really open
0: stance yeah he hits so, a lot of open stance yeah. forehands um there was also a guy at that match who every single point he was going who is the best kukushkin is the best yeah. he, i no joke people for at least 3 or 4 games he was doing that after every point and you know how the New York crowd is. Um, honest. They're honest. Uh, it only took a couple, and everyone was screaming, you better shut the you-know-what up. Everyone's <laughs> screaming, shut up, uh, at him. You can't code him the, 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 the audience. Yep. Um, the umpire uh, asked him to stop, um, and he kind of half-didn't, half-did. And then every now and then you would just hear, who is the best? <laughs> Kukushkin is the best, and he would he would stand in his chair. This was after almost this for like I said four or five, four, three or four games. He would stand out of his chair, raise both arms to the sky, point to the sky, scream "Who's the best?" and then point at Kukushkin while he's on the court and say "Kukushkin is the best."
1: They should boost the price of those drinks again. Maybe um, seventeen dollars isn't enough to keep people from.
0: And this you know, is a grounds cranking. pass match. So he probably did not pay much for his ticket and just showed up and was really excited to see Mikhail Kukushkin. Probably. Mm-hmm. Which Kukushkin ended up winning that match. Um, that was incredible. The, the One of the things I really noticed from players um, is in the beginning of the match, how steady they are. You, you see almost no winners, um, especially from these high level players. Uh, they're really just grooving themselves into the match, finding a finding their openings. You'll see winners here and there. Um and they play with such high margin. Everything almost lands on the service line. It's really incredible. The amount of spin they're able to generate is um it's it's just insane what these players are able to do with the ball. Um it, it was just I was it was such a treat to see. Uh I also got to see a a, super, a personal superstar for me. I got to see David Goffin versus uh Robin Hasse. Um, Goffin won that match. I was very happy to see, uh, and I also had a very depressing moment in that match. Um, a, a man came up to me. Oh, you told coach, me about this. Uh, a man came up to me and asked, "Oh, who is a uh, who is the number ten rank guy?" Uh, Goffin, Goffin, or Gof- Goffin, Goffin. He might have said that. Goffin. I, I usually say Goffin because I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, and if not, it sounds fancy. And, it's fancy enough. I think.
1: Yeah. It, I think that I'm not exactly sure, but. I'm probably going to be wrong about this too because you can't find a pronunciation guide for a gofan. Yeah. So, but I think it's like, I think it's like, it's the like G, G O H, go, and then F
0: A H N is how you'd say it. So it's like, uh, gofan. Goffin. Yeah. But, um, he's a personal superstar of mine. And I, Robin Hassa, I have a very vivid memory of him losing a five-set match, um, when I was, um, I just remember the name sticks out, and I remember him playing. It was it was six or seven years ago. Uh, he was playing at the U.S. Open, I think, and I was watching it on the TV, and I was like, "Wow, this guy is hasa hasa, yeah." Just for whatever reason, I forget who he was playing. It might have even been Tommy Haas, actually. And, yes. um I just have this memory of going, who, "Who is this guy?" And um, or I might have mixed the two up at one point, and then uh, because I was still younger. Yeah. So um, I was watching, and I was like but he's really battling it's it, oh no I think it was against Simone and I was uh I forget it was a long five set yeah. match and that was like a part of me I was like this is like this guy's not he's not seated but he's that was when I started understanding that like these players can really play with each other yeah. and um someone has an off day so I was excited to see him but the guy turns to turns to me and he, or he's talking to his friend and he goes who's the number 10 rank guy Goffin. Right. is that the taller guy? And if you see Goffin, he is he's not tall. He's not no. um uh he has a lot of swag when he walks. Uh but he's not very tall. And I just kind of face palmed and I said no no no. Um no. Uh, actually he's the shorter guy and that's a Gauffin And um Hasse is the taller guy. And it hurt my soul to know that these two players are just not known to everybody because well, they're superstars for me.
1: Uh they they've actually played some contentious matches in the past. Yep. Uh I I think I talked to you about this before because mm-hmm. you know how I like to disclose when we've had past conversations and repeat them. Mm-hmm. We unlike we had this some kind of, people. But I like to make it appear as if it is all natural. And spontaneous. And organic. No, but this so we'll go we'll go through this one for a second round. Um but they played they played a tournament in the Netherlands and ha, Hassa is a Dutch p- player and he got really frustrated because they wouldn't delay the match yep. at like 7 it was in spring and the match mm-hmm. it was at like 7
0: and you lived in the Netherlands PM. Yeah. I
1: lived there for like a year year and a half mm-hmm. and it get it starts to get dark there like even in the spring it, it's a little bit further north and yeah. the it wasn't it wasn't a spring match. It was early summer. The the mat the summers are long. The you know, yeah. nights are super long. Mm-hmm. It was still light. They were starting matches when he started to complain about them <laughs> not delaying it. Mm-hmm. And it was because he was down against Gofan, and Gofan just like came back and took the destroyed him in the next yeah. three mm-hmm. sets. Yeah, it was like Hasa took, or it was the next two sets. Hasa took the first set, and Gofan just like rolled him yeah mm-hmm. in the next two yeah and he was really upset about it yeah but it, he complained and he got really like hissy about it and Haas is a player that i like him but i wouldn't he's not one of like his attitude and that was
0: was uh abysmal yeah it was yeah. something that not something you, you wouldn't see. expect from a player of that caliber especially
1: but then he played a much better uh final also i think it was in um I forget, uh, one of the Dutch tournaments um, against Roger. It was Roger's, the match that he played, Maastricht, no, that's, Maastricht is, yeah, it, it was the match that he played where he came back to number one for that short period where okay, he was yeah, number yeah. one, and he was the oldest ranked number one player ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget I forget which tournament it is, but mm-hmm. Haas lost to him in the final. Okay so mm-hmm. that and he he was much better there yeah mm-hmm. so everybody does things and this is the thing about a lot of these players who have attitudes or you see them one time and they have an attitude it's like they're, they're not humans. always like that yeah, yeah. Humans. and the uh, way they interact with a lot of times the way they inter- interact with
0: their fans or you know tad has seen this much more than i have because tad spent a whole day down harassing City Open, them harassing them asking them about hot dogs no, I didn't do that. That was someone else. Are uh, you sure? Because the way I remember the story is that you were just going around asking all the players, is a hot dog a sandwich?
1: You're, you're using my own tactics against me. I'm the one who always says, wow, that was you, wasn't it? No, Um. There were, <laughs> I, I saw a GoFan and I wanted to get a picture with him. And he was totally down for a picture. He was being really nice to me. Mm-hmm. And I have pictures with all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to get a picture with him. But he was interrupted by these two like i don't know they were like they were like the most annoying age girls whatever age that is <laughs> 15 15
0: boys 15, 16. boys are
1: the most annoying when they're like also i think probably boys when they're 14 girls 14 we'll give them the same age okay 14 14 and they were like david david they said the first name yeah do you what is a is a hot dog a sandwich and he was he was so just, confused he, he had no idea what he was supposed to say mm-hmm. he just looked at them and then he looked at me and was like sorry i have to go yeah. to practice yeah and keep the just, mic a little closer yeah. sorry i have to go to practice yeah. and he just ran off yeah
0: but and they have to deal with fans all the time they do so, so I, do. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't feel bad about it but oh obviously not players like it when you're just like hey
0: can i get a picture good luck out there oh yeah good luck yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm. they some of them do mhm obviously my favorite was jared donaldson he was he was great and then we sat front row and he kept on making he he's a player i think i mentioned this before who makes a lot of eye contact oh, does on he? his on his serves he looks right into the audience uh, so like it's like a straight line and it's part of his routine when he tosses the ball up right before he makes contact with the racket he stares right at the person who's eye level with him just like that <laughs> and then he hits it interesting it's, it's really really interesting to watch yeah he's also a great player
0: oh he's an amazing player i saw him at the practice day he was really good yeah um not this year last year who
1: mm-hmm. can we uh can we mention
0: how taylor fritz's remember, run he's, he had a great run or is he still no he's out he yeah. lost to dominic i called him that's right dominic is playing um did he pl- dominic played today right he
1: beat my friend Kevin Anderson. That was in, in
0: sh- straight sets. Straight Mm Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good for good for Dominic, who's having an amazing tournament, um, especially after last year's de- depressing loss to Juan. Yeah, um, that was devastating for for
1: for uh, Dominic. It wasn't. Dominic seems like a player who, when he takes a really really bad loss, it's like he makes it twice as bad. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. In his head. But and that's. That was one of those matches last year. That was up two sets to love against a very sick. He had, I think, he had six six match points or
1: something. Mm -hmm. No, six. Yeah, six match points.
0: And I can just imagine that it must be the worst feeling to see Juan cry after winning. After winning, no, after against you if you're the opponent. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that must be the worst. You must be so mad
1: when you see him so happy. Mm. And you want to be as happy but you just, just don't know how to be.
0: Snap uh Tad on his Snapchat actually made a nice music video of Juan crying the other day. I actually I, loved it.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to it's it was a it was originally a press piece mm-hmm. for the, the Lucas Hyde podcast. Yeah. But because we didn't record that day I decided to just, you know, share it with my Snapchat followers. Mm-hmm. I made it real quick.
0: Uh, well, you can uh, you can forward that to me today, and we'll put it on for this podcast because Juan is playing tonight. He is playing tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I can forward it to you. I gotta cut it up, cut it. I gotta
1: cut it a little bit out because I recorded it on Snapchat, which you mm-hmm. know it's got that weird audio. Ten thing, seconds syncing so was yeah. hard mm-hmm. to do, and uh, it ended up being like a hundred clips. <laughs> but
0: yeah, mm-hmm. no, but it's art uh, takes it was so funny. Um I was I, I loved seeing that. Yeah, I, no, I'll
1: forward it to you. You can put it up there. Yeah, uh, it's c- ridiculous. The song's a copyrighted song, but
0: mm-hmm. I can post it on Instagram though. You can post it on Instagram. Yeah, mm-hmm. no good uh, so for let's talk. Let's just um, I do have to go a little bit soon just because I have work tomorrow morning. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but um, let's uh, talk about some of the other matches that was good. Andy Murray lost to Stan. I, I don't know if we talked about that. No, no, Andy Murray lost, lost to Verdasco. Verdasco. I think we talked about that. And then Verdasco oh, ended up losing to Juan. Juan Martín. Yep. That Martin, was in straights.
1: And that was in, that was in straight sets because Juan Martín has not, as far as I remember, my memory isn't perfect. Lucas keeps on talking about how my memory is perfect. It's not. Mm-hmm. I make so many mistakes. So I apologize. But I'm going to say this with say no apologies.
0: I'm going to say it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Juan has not dropped a set yet. No, he's flying under the radar this tournament. He's amazing. He really is flying under the radar because I think we have these early matches. Yeah. um, These big matches coming in the quarters, which is uh, Fed Novak, barring any weird situation. Yeah. Um, Rafa's had his tough matches too. Novak had a couple tough matches. Um, And Juan's just kind of flown under the radar. Yeah, and he's played incredible. Mm -hmm. Delpo's...
1: I called him to win it, and yep. I, I, I'm more confident in that now than I was
0: before. He's playing extremely well. We're watching him play uh, Chorich right now, um, and Chorich seems to be struggling with a little bit, uh, I don't know whether, something mentally for a little bit, and then it looked like he had an injury timeout. So um, I, I anticipate Juan's going to win this, but he's playing extremely well this tournament. And then he... Um, he uh, he beat Verdasco
1: in straight sets. Verdasco beat Andy, and there was a controversy in that match too.
0: I didn't see the controversy for that one.
1: What um, happened there was definitely more controversial than what happened, in my opinion, in the um in the Nick match. But less people are talking about it. So when they had the because the match went to four sets, yes. They had the heat break. Mm-hmm. And during the heat break, um, and he came out and he was fuming at the umpire and he said that Verdasco was talking with his coach. See, that's, that's worse. Yeah. Certainly. And Verdasco was like, no, I wasn't talking to my coach. I was talking to, I was talking to, to Marcos Bagdadis, who was in the ice next to me because he just came out of a doubles match. You and, shouldn't be able to talk to even then, another and player. And then Marcos, Marcos said like, no, I saw him talking to the coach.
0: That's, so, un, that's, that's unacceptable.
1: Yeah, so so Verdasco in the third set locker rooms ice break was talking with his coach. Mm-hmm. And Verdasco said he I'm sorry, not Marcos. Verdasco was talking with his coach. Marcos said that he didn't hear him talking about the match that he
0: was playing. Yeah. but he was still talking with his coach. No, you you should not be cuz you don't know whether again he's not going to release the transcript, but um he, they could And he doesn't know, want to rat on him. They're like friends, Obviously you know? not. Yeah. But um that's not right. There should be no coaching. I mean, so Andy I don't know. was really upset about that. I would be
1: too. He said like basically they in, they instituted this heat break thing because you had those six retirements, seven. Seven, seven retirements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they instituted this policy and it was like no one there were no chaperones or anything on the on the first day and the second day who were supposed to take these players back for the That's heat break. really
0: surprising. You would think that um it goes to show you that tennis is still, it's not new, but there's still a lot of kinks to figure out as as the game gets better and as everything gets better. Um, yeah. And there's still things to figure out. It's not perfect. They don't have this down to a science. No, like, of course th- not. That boggles my mind that you wouldn't chaperone a player after sending him into the locker room and the coach is walking down there too.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, crazy. For a
0: 10-minute break, that is game changer. Um, because Could you imagine if Murray had gotten that and um, no, be- Dasco hadn't? And Murray was losing that match. He was Even losing. Still, yeah, he was. He it was. It was ridiculous. Knowing I, the player that Murray is, um, it, I mean, again, we don't. He's not in form, but you never know. What if he had gotten coaching and been able to come back in that match? Verdasco would have been fuming. Yeah, Verdasco would have been really mad. It, but it boggles but. my mind that they don't have that down. Verdasco
1: Murray was really upset about it. He was mad about it, and and also like he's known Verdasco for a long time because Murray, I think Murray trained in Spain, right? Yes, he trained in Spain when he was very so young. like, and he, they know each other. Yeah. So a lot of these players
0: know each other. Yeah. They, he they, was he wasn't like,
1: he wasn't at all forgiving. He, I think that Murray, he's always funny. He said he he put out like a Instagram tweet afterwards. He was like. Um, going to get my now. I'm going to go for a doctor's checkup because apparently I started imagining things. Because after he reported <laughs> I'm going it, to a doctor's, uh, gotta go check. Get a, gotta go get a get a checkup because I'm apparently imagining. I can't do that. One. Was more Australian. Yeah, I I, 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 I really keep understand. on I keep um, on slumping into this Australian thing where I do like Kevin Anderson, Kevin Anderson, <laughs> but he's <laughs> South like, African. But it's, I do like a I do like a South African Kevin Anderson. I like to do um. Okay, wait, this is the one I've been working on now. It's Kevin Anderson at the um the the
0: Philadelphia Freedom
1: Philadelphia Freedoms. During the interviews, he was asked by a British, an older British woman. How the Wimbledon ball was? She said, "Kevin, how was the Wimbledon ball?" <laughs> and Kevin said, uh, "Thank you for asking, but I didn't get invited. But I <laughs> imagine they would have treated me like a princess if I did go.
0: A princess, <laughs> I'd imagine <laughs> that's they treat a, me like a princess. <laughs> really Australian, Kevin Anderson. That is so. I like. I think it's on point. Actually, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I, sorry I,
0: for I, distracting everyone like that. No, it's okay. He's a beta." But let's
1: let's uh, briefly now now that that controversy is all cleared up because we dealt with it <laughs> mm-hmm. we we, we have our... put we have put the nail in the coffin yeah we
0: did we said it what and, it was and I'm gonna go a little step further as the supreme authority on tennis on all things tennis and all things tennis podcasting we we put the nail in the coffin we've talked about it
1: yeah we'll do we'll do what, we'll what should have happened and refund andy murray the money that he lost not beating verdasco give him part of verdasco's purse
0: it's like a we're little ufc him, thing there yeah exactly mm-hmm. no um
1: we don't apparently have that much authority i just checked in the back office really quickly
0: really because i i'm actually getting talks in my ear right now from our uh oh, our the, director they're, they're 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 reaching out They're uh we're gonna have some talks with the us open after this in a couple okay, of days great um well, I, Murray, if you're out there, we're with you on this one. Um, it is absolutely disgusting. Um, I don't think you need to go to the doctor to get that checked out. Um, I not absolutely agree with things. you here. Um, it's uh, absolutely disgusting that uh, Vidasco would do that to you. Uh, I Great don't agree friend. with it at all.
1: No, <laughs> I don't know if they're friends or not. They, I, I think that they, they I probably hope, know each other a little bit. But. I
0: hope they are friends. And just afterwards, he was like, how dare you? How but, dare you?
1: Yeah, exactly, something, something. But Murray's got, Murray's got, like, such an attitude. I know that he gets along pretty well with, uh, with Delpo now, Mm -hmm. but early on in their career, they had, like, a big feud because of- In Rome, actually, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was in Rome, because of the whole, like, your mother, like, Judy was being really loud, and- Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Juan was like-
0: We have the coolest motorcyclers ever-
1: yeah, those were a couple of, those were a couple of really really cool guys. I'll talk to off. the
0: um I'll talk to the director about this and get us a spot at the US Open. Um because they're going to give us the visuals too Press actually. Room. They're going to give us a, a live uh viewing too. They're going to give us a desk and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I don't want to be under any of the, like the ABC or the uh I don't want to be under the ESPN contract. No language.
1: No language. We can't we can't use the language we want to use because we do a lot of uh dirty talk on this podcast we say it like it is we never hold
0: back but um again, alex Demonor. Demonor. that is let's end on that note okay um first he had the best run of the tournament i think for his uh, for his him and taylor fritz had the best runs for their rankings yeah um, they had the most impressive runs um what, what were the matches for today juan is um making a who else played today rafa played rafa played. Juan played Milos and Isner yep. and Dominic Team. Dominic Team. I'm going to give the alpha of the day uh, to Dominic Team for beating the the Wimbledon finalist. In uh, straight sets. In straight sets. Last year's finalist in the U.S. Open um, also. And then I'm going to give like a semi alpha. I'm going to give it to Delpo right now because I think he's going to win this match. And he is making George look so beta. He's freaking out. Yeah, George is getting pretty upset. Very um, upset.
1: Alex De Minaur is a, an amazing player. Incredible. No one's talking enough about how well he returns, mm-hmm. and like he, who does who does he remind
0: you more of, Andy Murray or Rafa? Um, I think he's somewhere in between because he's able. He seems to hit bigger, uh, more often, even when Andy. he's in trouble. Trouble than Andy. Yeah, uh, he's very scrappy, but he'll he'll really go for his shots. But he's got
1: Andy. He's got movement like Andy. Yep. Or like Rafa. Rafa's a great mover, too. He, yep. I think that he he changes his game more than Rafa does. He doesn't like... He's not... He's obviously more of like a receiver. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's doing a lot more, Uh, like, I guess you'd say impromptuous yep. strategizing than Rafa mm-hmm. does. Rafa seems to come out there with a pre-built game.
0: Uh, Rafa has a very similar game to everybody that he plays, it looks like. Yeah, he
1: just goes out there and he just plays Rafa. Yeah, like, plays you know, Rafa backhand. He goes. It's i not, uh, i hit the ball very hard
0: yeah. with lots of spin and uh um it's um he played very good he's a good he's player he's a
1: great player i played as i played hard very as I good i i must try be my a... best
0: if i don't play my best i lose
1: Rafa's is incredible mm-hmm and um just an incredible person to mm-hmm. be alive
0: is the same at the same time mm-hmm
1: Rafael Nadal
0: yeah um Rafa because we know you listen to this you're an incredible person to be alive (laughs) just so that you know that I'm happy that you were allowed to live in the same time period as me (laughs) (laughs) that was uh, I'm gonna give you the alpha of the day for that one that was a very alpha statement to one of the most alpha players ever but um
1: I mean, R- Rafa made eye contact with me when we were practicing. When he was practicing, I wasn't practicing personally. I was. Did he blow you him. a kiss too? No, he didn't. But he did, did he wink. Look at me, and he complained to his uh, to to Carlos afterwards that I was staring too much and pointing too much at him. But did he really? No. <laughs> no of
0: I'm surprised not. he didn't wink at you. Hey. Hey, yeah, I, you I want see. to play
1: some uh, playstation
0: afterwards the playstation <laughs> i like fifa
1: <laughs> i Wants. play lots of fifa okay so um alex we were talking about alex mm-hmm. then we were mentioning the dominic and maybe this is the note that we'll end on okay i don't wanna i don't wanna talk so much about how i think the dominic's amazing i don't want to sound like my I'm dad love loves it
0: dominic but he's like, our producer loves it He's, Our producer's he, my dad, by okay. the way. He got this whole thing figured out. That's why we have this podcast. He's so incredible. He's incredible.
1: Your dad, Dominic, they're both, I mean, I don't know who, who I have to pick from, but I'm going to say right now, Dominic is, Dominic's, like, you have, which day do you want to watch more? You want to watch Roger and Novak and Sousa and, like, who's 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 playing tomorrow? Uh, Nishikori's also Nishikori's playing. Nishikori's on there.
0: He's playing. Um, let me pull it up. But uh, keep going, um, because and I have a feeling Nishi Corey is going to play um, Philip Kohlschreiber. Oh, Kohlschreiber! No, the the top half is much more interesting right now. It's who is it? It's 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 Rafa. Here we go. Uh, let me have it. for Rafa you. and Dominic. Rafa Dominic, and then Isner in the winner of this match, Isner which is going to be Hwan. Delpo. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then this is like yeah, the top half is amazing. I mean, if if. Delpo loses this, it'll be pretty embarrassing, but I, I really don't think... He's up... Yeah, he's going to win this. He's up four... He's about to go up 4-1 in the third. Yeah, double break. Mm-hmm. He's playing incredible. But um, continue. Uh, yeah, I would much rather watch this top half right now. Um, right now, there's a great match com- coming up, but
1: if there's any upsets in the bottom half, it's it's not going to be very
0: interesting. No. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think there will be. I think it's going to be pretty routine. No, uh, Roger's playing amazing. The most exciting matches that are coming up, though, are these potential Roger versus Novak match. Um, I think this Goffin versus Chilich match is going to be really interesting, and then anything happening in the top half uh, is going to be super interesting. Um, uh, even the Delpo match between whoever he plays will be
1: Delpo and Isner.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. It'll be it's interesting yep. because it's Delpo.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd like like Delpo is the one person you can make me watch Isner.
0: Yeah, because it I don't want tears in that match i just no. want it, i want it to be over quick but um all right okay guys. that's a good place to end all right thank you so much uh thank you guys sorry we weren't able to record Tad's feeling a lot better now so we'll get that all figured out and uh i'm glad you're back tad because yeah, i missed oh doing gosh. the podcast um and we will be back for all of week two uh barring any um any of the tennis gods preventing this from happening
1: no we'll be here yep mm-hmm. check out our
0: uh Highlight clips. We're going to put up that video of Juan Martín. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check me out on the at the Lucas High or at Lucas Hyde podcast. L-U-C-A-S-H-E-Y-D-E uh, podcast. All one word on Instagram. Uh, the links will be in my anchor. Um, it'll also be on Spotify and iTunes. I'll be in the description. Check that out, guys. I'll, I'll repost the one that Tad shows me. All right. Okay. All right. Because yours is private, I think, right?
1: No, my my my. Oh, sub- no, but, but I don't need to. I don't need to. I, I'm going to send you it. You put it up. Okay, there,
0: there we go. I'll do that. All right. Okay. Thanks for tuning in guys. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.